Welcome to the In Session Film Extra Film segment for this week. I'm J.D. Duran. And I'm Nate Parsons. And Nate is finally back with us after being gone for what felt like forever. Yes. Yes. It has felt like forever. <laughs> How you feeling? You're feeling pretty good, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. So he's, uh, he's getting there, feeling better. Uh, with uh, Star Trek Into Darkness coming out this week, uh, and that's what we're going to be reviewing uh, this weekend on the podcast. Uh, so for this week's extra film segment, we thought we'd go ahead and review J.J. Abrams' first Star Trek, which came back in 2009. And this movie stars Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Eric Bana, Bruce Greenwood, and a million others, really. Uh, so, Nate, what did you think of J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. Oh, well, when I saw it in theaters, I loved it. Uh, and every time I've seen it since, I've loved it. This is really, uh, I would call it a perfect kind of summer blockbuster movie. Uh, pretty much has everything you want. Uh, this is very fun, very entertaining. Good story, good action, really good performances, uh, great score. I mean, just everything you want Star Trek has. Yeah. Just, just a good good movie yeah that's a really great point um i think one of my favorite parts about this whole thing and everything that you just laid out is exactly how i feel about this movie is the opening sequence the opening sequence really sets the tone for this film because as a moviegoer as someone coming in and watching this film i'm not someone that's a huge star trek fan i'm not a trekkie by any means but jj abrams lays this environment out and this aesthetic that is fun and really draws in the movie moviegoer, regardless of whether you're a fan of this franchise or not. If you like action, fun, sci-fi movies, or like a summer blockbuster, as you mentioned, you can enjoy and have fun with this movie because of the way that he laid it out. It's just, he, that first sequence is, has action, and it draws in an incredible emotional element yeah. um, that is pretty powerful to, in, in my mind like I remember the first time watching it just kind of kind of feeling that and really getting drawn in, into the story and into the characters right away right from the start yeah. and J.J. Abrams captures that amazingly well yeah I mean it's I mean the opening sequence has nothing really to do with any of them the major characters in the, in the movie but yeah I mean yeah like you were saying it does just set everything up so so amazingly, you get emotionally invested, and uh, yeah, I mean, it just sets everything up real well. And one thing about this rewatch, and this is the first time I have rewatched it since seeing it in theaters, is that Kirk, who was just played by Chris Pine, his dad is Chris Hemsworth, which yeah. uh, he looks so young to me in that in that role. Like, I don't remember Chris Hemsworth being in this movie at all, and. You know, obviously his career has really amped up quite a bit over the last couple of years, especially with his role in the Marvel Universe. But uh, seeing him as, as Kirk's dad at the very beginning, was a, it threw me off for a minute. But it was yeah. pretty interesting. So The crazy thing is that might be his best acting of his career so far. That, it was pretty that, good. That he was good. Sequence. He was good. Although I did enjoy him in Thor. I think he pulls off that character quite well. But, but yeah, yeah. Um, well, speaking of the performances, uh, since that's what we're talking about, what did you think of Chris Pine and 
and the rest of the performances in this movie. I think they're great. I, uh, I mean, I haven't watched any Star Trek before seeing this movie, but I mean, from my point of view, I think the cast was perfectly cast. I mean, Chris Pine is awesome as James T. Kirk. Uh, Zachary Quinto is perfect as Spock. I mean, yeah, he, he's amazing. He looks exactly like the Spock everybody knows. Uh, and they have great chemistry together. I mean, the whole cast has great chemistry together. And then you just go on down the list. Zoe Zaldana as y- y- Yura. Uh, so, I mean, who? Simon Pegg as Scotty. Pegg, yeah. Carl Urban as Bones. I mean, everybody's... John Cho. I mean, everybody does amazing work in this. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, all of the performances are really great. I, I particularly love Simon Pegg as Scotty. I wish we would get more of him. Uh, but because of how the story is written, we really don't get to see him until about three quarters of the way into the movie. But uh, I imagine we'll see him a lot more in Into Darkness uh, coming out this weekend. But uh, I really love that character and just him as a performer. Just he cracks me up. He's really good. But um, yeah, I loved Bruce Greenwood in this movie as well. I loved the chemistry he had uh, with Chris Pine. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought they were absolutely terrific together. And uh, just even Chris Pine playing Kirk, I love that character and what he does with it in terms of it's so comedic at first and he just doesn't care at all. And then all of a sudden there's just kind of this this dare that is challenged right in front of him, which he just kind of captures it and takes off with it and is like, all right, well, I'm going to. I'm gonna show you guys. Yeah, his so. his opening sequence in in the bar is really good too. Yeah, it's it's really great. I love his just sarcastic tone and just not caring about anything and just a fun action sequence. And all of a sudden, everything changes. And I love, I just love his chemistry with everyone, and especially with uh, Zachary Quinto. Even um, like what they do th- throughout the whole film is 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 amazing, and you really feel the tension between those two guys and their relationship and what happens throughout that film is just jj abrams knows what he's doing when he's writing these characters for sure yes exactly um what did you think of eric banna as nero who is the main villain in this film i mean i thought i thought he was good uh i did i didn't think he was very menacing and i have a feeling that well i know that benedict cumberbatch is gonna outdo him big time as a villain and into darkness so I mean, he was okay. Yeah, it was kind of weird seeing him in that role because when I think of Eric Ban, I don't think like sci-fi villain. Yeah. Um, that's not what I think of him as. And so it's kind of hard for me to kind of see him. I think if there's a miscast anywhere, it's with him. Um, yeah. But I think he does an okay job given the fact that he is Nero in this film. Um, I just don't feel his motivation. Like his motivation for doing what he does is, you know, his his world is destroyed his his wife is killed and and he's wanting this revenge element on on all these guys and i just don't feel his emotion at all very well so and I, and that was the part that was missing with me personally the most in this film is like i loved all the action and i loved it i loved the story of that i think on on a script level that's good but i don't feel I don't feel that tension as well. Like I felt more tension between Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, quite honestly, than I felt like between the good and the evil in this film. Yeah, I mean, Eric Bana's character is a non-human. He's a Romulan. And I don't know if that race is actually from the TV show. I don't know if they show a lot of emotion 
or what, I don't know. So maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. But I feel like with where the script is going, that they are trying to pull off emotion because he does get angry a lot in this film. And, you know, when he's yelling at Bruce Greenwood's character, you know, when he's telling the story about why he's doing what he's doing, I mean, he kind of shows his wife to him and shows the planet being destroyed and, yeah. and is like, I'm doing this and I'm getting revenge and I'm mad. You know, so it's, I feel like on a script level, that's what they're going for. But that could be a good point based off of the fact that he's not human. But I feel like there was supposed to be some sort of emotional element there, which I don't think was pulled off very well. But that's, in the grand scheme of things, that is a minor detail for me comparatively to everything else. The visuals in this movie are incredible. Absolutely oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like they're like when the three guys are skydiving into the planet, unbelievable. Like JJ Abrams nails it there. And it's that kind of stuff that I look forward to when with him taking over this franchise further and Star Star Wars when he gets when he gets to that element. He they they're in good hands with this guy for sure. Yeah, and uh JJ Abrams is the master of the lens flare and that's definitely apparent in Star Trek as there's tons of it in there well let me get your thoughts on this because there was lots of there was elements of that but he also uses the camera in in some really interesting ways especially with some uh, some of the action pieces there's two or three shots where uh, people are flying in the air and he all it like abruptly cuts to like slow motion and it really captures that and then immediately back into fast motion uh, which really I felt like set the drama really well. What did you think of the camera movements in his direction there? I mean, his camera movements are great. I mean, they definitely add a lot. I mean, just like you were saying. So, yeah, I mean, I have no problems with that. Yeah. He he, he uses a lot of different angles and stuff too. Yeah. There's, there's so much about this movie that I love altogether. What did you think about – now, we've touched on this a little bit. I'm pretty – I'm pretty sure what I know what you're going with, but what did you think about the script overall? Uh, I thought the script overall is fine. Uh, the only problem I have, I have with it is uh, just that whole coincidence thing with uh, when uh, they kind of ban uh, Chris Pine's character from the Enterprise, send him down to a planet. He was wandering around, and he just so happens to run into future Spock. Almost nearly impossible, but it happened. <laughs> that's that's a really great point. Like the chance, what like what would be the chances of that? Because it's it feels very random, and all of a sudden, you know, he's being attacked by these creatures, and all of a sudden comes this future Spock out of nowhere, out of this cave on this what feels like a random planet. Yeah, I mean the coincidences on that are a little, little stretching for sure. I yeah. agree with you on that. And then, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. And then, I mean, I guess the whole alternate reality time travel thing, I mean, it's kind of weird. It could, can be confusing. I've seen it enough times to where I know what's going on. But, I mean, anytime you're you're messing with that stuff, it can really be confusing. Yeah, but, absolutely. I feel like it's, it is one of those things where you, you do have to kind of pay attention a little bit to really follow the story because – you know, there's alternate stories going on. There's two characters that are the same character, but now different ages since they're from different realities. Yeah. So, like, yeah, there's there's definitely an element to that where you're having to, you know, really pay attention and draw yourself to what's going on uh, under the layers of the story because, you know, there's there's a lot of layers there now with, with an element like that. But, yeah. uh, 
But yeah, I think overall though it worked well. So all, but it, in order for the work, the story to work well, it needs those coincidences. Otherwise, the story just kind of it feels, you know, a little bit too cliche and cheesy, probably. But I, I feel like it worked here for the most part. I mean, you don't need a coincidence for the script to work. I mean, I'm sure they could have found a different way for those two characters to meet that would have felt a little bit more natural, but yeah, they, they kind of took the easy way out, which I agree is what a but lot gotta, of people do. You understand the same writers here are the same one that wrote the Transformers films. So I don't really expect a whole lot out of them. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. So, um, just saying, but, and not that they're bad writers. I, I mean, I feel like, they're good at doing these science fiction films, but they're not, you know, they're not overly amazing stories, yeah. but they're fitting for sci-fi films. They're good for sci-fi films. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, because the first Transformers film is good, too. I like the story for that. And the second one, the writer strike had a, a lot to do with that one, but, you know, we will, we'll talk about that one at a later date. But I felt like for, for this movie specifically, and J.J. Abrams also had his hand in the script, too, so it wasn't just these guys, but... Overall, pretty good. Last thing I got to ask you, though, is Michael Giacchino's score. It's amazing. Oh, it's very good. It's good. It's very good. Uh, it's it's one of my favorites he's done so far, so I'm looking forward to what he has for this one, too. Yeah, it's definitely one you can listen to outside of watching the movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's great stuff. And uh, it was the uh, opening music that we had going into this segment, so be sure to check that out. All right, well, any final thoughts in a grade on J.J. Abrams' Star Trek? Uh, I mean, I I wasn't a big fan of Star Trek before seeing it, but, I mean, now I'm interested in, in Star Trek and the characters, and I'm really looking forward to Star Trek in the darkness. Um, I thought J.J. Abrams' first attempt was very solid, very fun, very entertaining, and I'd, I'd give it a A-. minus. Yeah, I'm I'm right in that same ballpark. I mean, when you can take a story and a franchise that is appealing to a lot of people and not appealing at all to a lot of people, and he can make it to where you can have fun with this movie, whether you're a Star Trek fan or not, and and everything is really put together very well, and the performances are great, and the visuals are, are amazing, as we've talked about. Um, and to be able to put all that together so magnificently as he does, uh, with a slight minor things in the script and on, and some of the few things we talked about, uh, I'm right there with you. I give this movie an A- minus too. It was very, very well done. Yeah. Well, if you agree or disagree with any of our takes, be sure to uh, leave us a comment on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash film. Also, uh, tweet us at film. You can also leave us a comment on our Google Plus page, um, or you can email us at film at gmail.com. So we'll, uh, we'll leave it there. And uh, like I said earlier, we're going to go see uh, Star Trek Into Darkness this weekend. So look for that podcast and review. And Nate is back in action with us this weekend, and he'll have the review up on the website. So look for that. Should be a lot of fun. And we're also going to start a brand new uh, movie series this week after our Baz Luhrmann series finished up last week with The Great Gatsby. And we're going to be going over the Before series. So... Um, We're going to start this weekend with Before Sunrise, which should be a lot of fun. So that'll do it. So any final thoughts, Nate, before we get out of here? No, I'm just ready to watch Star Trek in the Darkness. All right. Well, let's do it. So 
All right. Well, we'll see see you all this weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Check us out in sessionfilm.com.